Welcome to the Seven Figure Network Podcast, folks. My name is Melford Bibbins, and today I'm joined by Amber Brill. And we're, we're just having a little fun talking before the show, so I'm really excited to get going. She's got a book she wants to talk about. They've got some building strategies that are really neat, and I'm just really excited to make Amber's acquaintance because she's doing it a little different, and I love to talk to folks who've just got a little bit of different stuff going on. So first and foremost, Amber, thanks so much for being on today. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, Melford, thank you for having me. I'm so excited and really excited that you reached out. What a great collaboration. And I listen to some of your content and this <laughs> stuff is good. Oh, thank you. Hey, you know, our goal, two friends talking, the audience pulled up a third chair. That's that. Absolutely. I figure this is the best way to live this thing. So, so I, I want to ask you, you know, what got you doing this in the very first place? What was, what drove you to swipe your credit card that very first time and join your first network marketing company? Oh my gosh, you're going to laugh at this. So my daughter was two years old. She'll be 17 this December, right? And I had left the corporate world. I was a corporate like event planner for a big Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get out and, and be around adults again. I loved my kid being a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't care if I made a dime. So I started at a party playing company. It's not even around anymore just, just to get out. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, realized that a few years later, hey, I could make a career of this. Like there's some real money to be made, but I take this seriously. So it's funny that I started for no money at all and mm-hmm. fell in love with it because I realized, wow, I can help people and, and make a lot of, a pretty good income around, along the way. <laughs> so so now I gotta ask, what transitions you from the I don't care if I make a dollar to I think it's time to start knocking this thing out of the park. What was there? Was there yeah. an instance that did that, or was it the education? Can can you tell me that story a little bit? What made that transition for you? Yeah, for sure. So really, it was a difference of a company transition. I think, um, like I said, the company I was with was more party plan based, and I mean, I still love party plan companies. They're a lot of fun, but to me, it was just a fun thing, right? And I mm-hmm. stepped into a more network marketing style company and started attending events and um, outside corporate events. Mm -hmm. And as I was just talking to people, I'm like, wait a minute, like these people are just like me, you know, like I'm a small town girl from West Virginia. And I was like, if they can do it, I could do it. Like, I know how to talk to people. I know how to share stuff (laughs) and tell them what's in it for them. So I mean, once it was really the events, getting to those things and talking to people that had created massive success, I just knew it was something that I could do. Mm -hmm. What was your method of building? If if you didn't like the party atmosphere, and this was early enough that we weren't really doing the Zoom thing yet, what what, what was, how did you get started building in the industry? It was really belly to belly. Um, I I did still do some home parties, Mm -hmm. but a lot of networking meetings, um, coffee shop meetups, really anything that I could be in front of people, whether it was two or 20, I took the opportunity and I'm actually getting back into that again now. You know, it's funny. We've been cooped up for so long and don't get me wrong. I love Zoom meetings because then you can see the masses, but Nothing to me beats that belly to belly, Mm -hmm. being able to, you know, see those people in person and build those connections and relationships. It's just hard to be that. You can't do that on a Zoom, you know, so I'm Mm -hmm. actually getting back into that. I have been about the past three months and it's been fantastic. (laughs) So you're having, you're hosting parties and people are showing up. Um, uh, some little things here and there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like little happy hours and Mm -hmm. just back into networking meetings. You know, we have some 
local networking groups that have sprouted up here. And it's just been a lot of fun. Most of them are like coffee on Monday mornings, you know, and just a lot of business professionals getting together, having coffee and donuts and sharing what's working and sharing what's not and meeting new people. Oh, that's great. Uh Oh, sorry. That's the hurricane. Oh no! <laughs> Hurricane's coming. We're hunker down. <laughs> <laughs> We're not worried about it. We, we've been in Florida for 13 years. The hurricanes never hit. <laughs> so, we, we left what, Florida about two and a half years ago. We moved up here from Florida. Yeah. So whenever we had hurricane things, I was like, "We're going north." <laughs> so I admire you for saying because I was one of those that ran. <laughs> uh, well, be- because I grew up in the Northeast, I'm happy to avoid the snow, and I'll take the hurricanes all day long. That's <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so tell me, dur- during these meetings that you're having now, is this to prospect for more customers or is this for prospecting more business builders or or do they just sort of shake out and whoever shows up, shows up? Yeah, so I mainly have for the belly to belly meetings have focused mm-hmm. on customers. Um, you know, it's really important. And I, I, I am a builder too, you know, mm-hmm. have a very large team. I personally sponsored a lot and I love doing that. But customers are king, man. Like you have to have customers to have a business, right? And you want customers that fall in love with the product. So I've been taking, you know, samples and different things. And really customers have been my focus with that. Mm-hmm. How about retention? Because that's one thing that I always like to talk to folks about. Because it is kind of an odd time, again, the hybrid time. You know, it used to be you could have a, a retention party. You know, you could physically get people together. I mean, it was a blast. Everybody had fun. Uh, you were able to roll up the new products from convention, all that kind of good stuff. H- how are you going through that process now? You know, like, uh, how are you keeping your customers intact or at least moving in the right direction? And how are you doing new product rollouts for them? Really doing as much contact as possible. Staying mm-hmm. in touch, being a friend, mm-hmm. building that relationship. You know, a lot of my customers that have been with me, have been with me for three, four, five years. And some of them even from prior companies, you know, um, it's really just a matter of that. I just build those relationships and treat them as if they're family. And as far as business people and partners, I mean, they are family, right? Like I, I know this past weekend, I hosted a retreat at the beach and had 20 of my leaders that flew in some from Canada and Texas and one all the way from Germany, which I was so flattered that she took the time to come. That's awesome. But it's, it's just, to me, it's all about that personal connection. You've got to build those relationships and it is a tough time. It's a challenging time for so many. So a lot of people are cutting back on certain things, right? So finding that main thing that is most beneficial to them to at least keep them on that. Maybe they're not taking eight or nine products or have a variety as they normally would, but keeping that one or two, mm-hmm. you know, that they know they need in their life that's made a difference yeah. and really focusing on that. Are, are you setting up groups in Facebook or you do you, do you have like a meeting place? Because I know the Facebook groups are starting to lose a little of their traction, weird algorithmic things going on. <laughs> is that the system you're using as far as um, getting all those folks together? Yeah, I do use Facebook groups for education mostly. And then we try to keep it fun too, because you're right. The algorithms and Facebook groups and getting to everybody is really difficult these days. So we try to keep it fun, educational, and utilize that for product rollouts. Mm -hmm. But overall, just community. You know, we share a lot of, of health things in there, whether it's workout ideas or recipes or little free fun giveaways, you know, just to keep everybody's attention so that they are plugged in and following. 
how about build? How about your builders? Because I know that that's you know I mean it's I know that you guys are very customer centric and and it's made been incredibly successful for you. So the last thing I'm going to do is question the system because it works so well. But how about your? Do you have um, you know regular weekly meetings with your builders or how, how are you doing that? Because I mean you've grown such a big team. I know it's gotten to the point where it's everybody wants to avoid management mode, which is really easy to slip into once you get a huge team like yours. How are you keeping them trained yet still keeping your own recruitment requirements? in place? That's a great question. So <laughs> keeping keeping out of management mode, I mean, as you know, is always a struggle, right? It's the last trap that you ever want to fall into. Um, we do have weekly Zoom meetings that we have. And then, um, you know, Facebook Messenger has chat limits now. <laughs> so we have multiple team chats um, that I pop in once or twice a day to add value or a little video, you know, just to kind of say hello for updates and information. But most mm-hmm. of our stuff is done via Zoom. Mm-hmm. I do try to do some in-person things like um, next month, I have a little we're just going to do like a little cookout, um, weather pending, right? We'll see yeah. how, how cold it gets. This past weekend, we went out to lunch at this little Mediterranean restaurant, you know, just local people here. So I try mm-hmm. to hit some different towns and cities yeah. where there's a group that, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, again, that bond and personal touch. I love loving on the humans. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's throw a little wrench in the works. How about building internationally when it's an incredible difficult time to get belly to belly. What have you done to build yeah. internationally? I'd love to hear your So story. internationally, um, the majority of my international base, I, I don't even know if, if I could call it international because it's Canada, mm-hmm. but very large concentration of people in Canada. Nice. Um, other than that, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really just staying in touch via phone, via Zoom. Mm-hmm. I have a small base in Australia, a few in England, um, and a few in India. Mm-hmm. But yeah, traveling there, unfortunately, isn't something I've been able to do. So we just try nice. to communicate when we can. Sometimes I stay up really late, you know, to, or, or wake up at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. to have a 20-minute phone call, you know, because I mm-hmm. want them to feel special as well. And they're just as important as the people that are in my backyard mm-hmm. and always make time for them. How'd you end up in Canada? Did you have friends up there or what, what, uh, spur, I mean, Canada is such a great place for building a network marketing company. Yeah. So our Canada team is on fire. So it's funny, actually a friend, uh, a friend now, a girl that I was connected with on Facebook that I had never met, saw a live video that I did, wanted to try the product as a customer. It helped her tremendously. She said, sign me up who had another friend that signed him up, who had another friend, who had another friend that had a whole lot of friends in Canada. So <laughs> I always tell everybody, it's not who you know, right? Mm-hmm. It's who they know. So I would have never connected with those ladies likely. And they're some of my tippy top leaders in my organization, but it all started from being out there on a Facebook live and asking, who do you know that you need to reach out to, right? Who could benefit from this? And yeah. Customers turn into to business builders, and it's taken off from there. Love it. Have you seen success in any other uh, social media channels aside from Facebook? A little bit of stuff on Instagram, and I I call TikTok my playground. I don't mm-hmm. really take it very seriously because honestly, it's frustrating to me a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm too old for the things. Right? My daughter's always telling me what I'm doing wrong on there, this and that, and I'm like, what? 
So I, I mean, Facebook is really my main jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm, I'm just old school, right? You know, I, I started building on MySpace and Craigslist ads and <laughs> I am really comfortable with Facebook. So that's where I, I play most too. How about the family? <clears throat> Anybody else in the family and in, in, uh, is your husband building with you or what are you guys doing? Yeah. So he's full-time in the business as well. Oh, he was cool. a body shop mechanic when we lived in Florida mm-hmm. and um, he started on the products after me forcing him. Right. And, uh, then he just kind of dabbled in the business and he was working like 60 to 70 hours a week in the heat in Florida. That's not fun. Right. Yep. And one time he got a check that was bigger than his full-time job. And he was like, do you think that I could just do this? And I was like, um, yeah, I think you could. <laughs> so he's been full-time for the last four years now, um, mm-hmm. which has turned out to be perfect timing because we had a little boy in October of 2020 so we get to be home full time with them, and my family's super supportive. Um, my teenage daughter's basically grown up around all of it, right? Yeah. And she knows that the things she has are because mommy has to talk to a lot of people, and mm-hmm. sometimes at dinner time it's pizza night, and you yeah. know, certain days they know it's been for yourself day. There's plenty of food. Go get mm-hmm. something. <laughs> yeah, they've been absolutely really supportive. I'm very blessed with that. Do you feel like she's training herself into the industry? You said she's a teenager. She must be. She must well, be her pretty soon. Um, I wonder about that. I we I laugh about it, and I mean, I would love for her too. But I think that in her head, she's like, "Oh, mommy, I'll just build me a business, and I'll get paid for it." Um, I'm not sure that she actually is gonna, gonna do anything with it right now. She wants to be a nurse, I think, which is great. So. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm not going to force her to, but I know it's a better option. I mean, come on. <laughs> so tell me about the book you're in. <clears throat> so it was basically just a, a group of friends, right? And uh, Rob Sperry came to me and asked if I'd be interested in collabing. And I was like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? Right. And the content's absolutely fabulous. So it's so many different strategies and really personable thing. So my chapter is really about telling your story mm-hmm. and how your story can help everybody, whether it's a small story or a big story. Um, I found myself in a really bad place about six and a half years ago. My last company I was with, wasn't doing very well. And I was almost homeless. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any electric in my home. <laughs> um, it was rough. So for the first couple years, um, when I started to bounce back, I, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anybody to know that. You know, my daughter didn't even know until I did a, a video story not long ago. And I was like, crap, she didn't know that. Now she knows. But I realized that the, the story needs to be told, whether it's a small story or a big story, it helps impact so many lives. So mm-hmm. The, the book is absolutely fabulous. The, I'm so privileged and honored to be in here with the other rock stars, so many of them that are very good friends now, some that were before, and I found a lot of value in it. Um, my chapter, I, I didn't even actually read. I read everybody else's. I need to go back and read my own stuff. <laughs> and, and what's the name of the book? It's called The World's Best Network Marketing Strategies. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so you just told a story and we breeze right past it. And I'm not letting that happen. You hit <coughs> you through through whether it's the company or whatever else. I know you hit rock bottom. What turned mm-hmm. it around for you? 
what what inside of your noggin got you from almost homeless to right back in the game again? Determination, grit and grind and lots and lots of hustle, man. Um, so at that time I had went back to work. Uh, I had not bartended since I was like 18 and I'm 39. So it had been a lot of years, but I knew that bartending was one of those things that I could like hustle and make lots of money quick. Right. So I went back to that and, um, the business that I was working for, business was slow. Um, it, went, it started off really good. And then it was like, oh, nobody's going to the bar anymore. And then we were short staffed and I was working both bartending and cooking. So I was making like cook salary, very minimal tips. I couldn't live on it. Like I was working 60 to 70 hours a week, but could not pay my bills. Oh. And I ended up really sick. Mm-hmm. So I was cooking in the kitchen one day and almost passed out into the grill. Like got real lightheaded and faint. So I went to the hospital and they put me off for like 10 days or something. And I was like, are you people crazy? Like I, I can't take 10 days off. I'm right. like, how long? Why not? If I'm contagious, how many days do I have? Right. Like then I'll be good. I got to go back to work. Like I'm not paying my bills now. I can't take off. And it was like four days later, I texted my boss and it was a Sunday. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm feeling better. Which I really wasn't, but I was going to push through it. Right. Like you do what you got to do. I said, what time can I come into work tomorrow? And I didn't realize that they were going through a transition. And he said, I don't think we need you anymore. And I was like, what? And uh, all my friends always laughed because I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Friday, but they're like, how do you get fired on your day off? Like, I literally got fired on my day off. And I'm like, what? Like, I worked my butt off for this place, right? And um, I had joined a company four months before and was doing all right. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to bust my butt for anybody else anymore, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes, I'm going to do. And I just, I knew that I could do it. I had done it before. I knew I could do it again. And I was just determined, you know, I was making all of my contacts each day and talking Mm -hmm. to as many people as I could and going to as many places as I could. And, you know, having lunch here or lunch there just to meet new people. You know, I'd always sit at the bar area. I feel like if you sit at the bar area, you can always talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting there, like ordering the cheapest thing on the menu because I couldn't even afford to go there. But I knew it was going to bring me something, right? Yeah. So it really was just a matter of I knew that I had to do it. And I knew there was a better solution. I was tired of, I was literally, and I know it's like cliche, And people are like, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? I really was sick and tired. (laughs) And I was yeah. Huh. So so you actually just you came out old school, just put yourself out there and dug in deep. Okay. So 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 you just put you just put the ball on the tee for me here. If you had to restart today, today, I'll 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 still give you your brain, but no contacts in network marketing. You just joined your very first company ever. I mean, your your credit card's still smoking hot. You just swept your credit card. Your stuff didn't even show up yet. Can can you give the folks one, two, three different things? I'm not going to limit you. Do as many as you want. But can you give at least a few things that what would you do today if you had to restart? I think I would I would do it exactly how I did when I was desperate. And I would get out there and talk to people. Social media is a great tool. Don't get me wrong. It gives us so much bigger of a reach. And about 90% of my business has been built on social media. Wow. But getting out there and meeting people in person is just huge. Um, the relationships that you build are great. In addition, I would say do the things that make you uncomfortable. 
Mm. I never wanted to do live video. I was like, and I know live video, a lot of people still do them. I still do them. Mm -hmm. Um, Views aren't near as high as they used to be, but the people still love them. They still Mm -hmm. love them, you know, and and you've got to do those things that make you uncomfortable. Showing your personality. Everybody has something special that someone's going to relate to, you know, whether it's like when I get on, everybody knows that I'm from West Virginia. I say (laughs) y'all, you know, like (laughs) I'm a little bit country and people can relate to that. You know, they're like, where's your accent from? I'm like, I don't have an accent. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I have no accent. Like this is totally normal. You have an accent. No, but seriously, just doing the things that make you uncomfortable being willing to get out there in front of people, having those conversations and just being authentic yeah. and having the willingness to help to really a passion to help people. Yeah. Love it. Is there, it's, I'm so glad you mentioned that lives don't quite, again, we keep, I didn't mean this to be like a big algorithm discussion, Yeah, you're, uh, you're good. But, but you do it every day. So I got to ask um, right, right. You know, now that lives are losing a little traction, is there a next best thing or is it better to just keep hammering? Like how, cause I, again, I know I heard that lives just aren't as powerful as they used to be anymore. So, but you said you still do them. So there's obviously some value there. Is there anything you can do to enhance the value of your lives? Or do you know what the next big thing is going to be? Is like, or should we just keep sticking with the live thing? I always say the magic is a messenger, right? So Facebook loves, if we're talking about Facebook specific, they love for you to be active on all the things. So the more conversations you're having a messenger, and I'm not talking about like spamming people, like, do you want to buy my product? This and that, like genuine right. conversations, you know? My Facebook friends and followers, I really like to get to know them. And like, I know some about their kids and what they do and what's going on in their life. So having those conversations in Messenger will help you reach more people with your lives, Mm -hmm. but short form video, anyone that's not doing short form video, you've got to get yourself out there and do it. Um, I'm talking reels and TikToks and Mm -hmm. again, not what a lot of people want to do, but it works. Um, One of my girls that I basically forced because I knew that she would be fabulous about six months ago, she was a small town girl, had never done a video. And I was like, listen, you're really funny. You need to do some of these videos. And she was so mad at me. And I was like, well, I mean, you don't really have to, but I know you'll do great. And she did. And I was so proud of her because she hit 20,000 followers last week, which is a big deal. When I was like, 20,000 people legit want to see what you're posting. And you're just this little small town girl that never did a video before. So those short-term videos and reels um, and whatever it is that that relates to you, you know, you know, if you're not somebody that is a funny person, don't go posting funny stuff. If you're not a cook, don't go posting cooking stuff. You know, whatever it is that you like, people know that I'm all about my family and food. I am a foodie. I, I love to eat. <laughs> I always say live to eat, don't eat to live. Um, it's good stuff, right? So they mm-hmm. expect that of me and nature and travel. You know, whatever it is that you like, you can create your content around that and do those reels because there's other people that are going to like those same things and they're going to follow you for that. I I love the fact that you mentioned the small town girl having 20,000 followers. She doesn't have 20,000 people in her town, right? Probably not. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? It's like if she's just, she probably has 5,000 people in her town, but she's got 20,000 people that'll listen to her on Facebook. I mean, uh, talk about a golden nugget. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) That's that's brilliant right there. So now you said, you know, you said shorter videos. Um, um, what was the term you used? Uh, sh- shorts. Uh, short form. Short form. Thank you. So you used the term short form. Is that still on live? Are you just shooting shorter lives or is that a different thing that you're doing? 
It would be on like reels, TikToks, um, Instagram has reels, and then YouTube actually has what they call shorts as well. So you can record them on your phone and mm-hmm. load them, or you can use their little buttons and do it right from there. Personally, I like to record stuff from my phone and then edit it because, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> I don't mind showing up, you know, messy, but I don't want to yeah. be too messy. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you got to be understandable. <laughs> exactly. You can't have the two-year-old screaming in the background or throwing something or the dog barking. Um, but yeah, uh, just recording it from your phone, every platform's different. Mm-hmm. Facebook ones, I believe you could do up to like 60 seconds now. Mm-hmm. So it's just short snippets of value, whether mm-hmm. it's value or humor or whatever their content is that, that is relatable to them. Gotcha. So 60 seconds on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Beautiful. Hey, do me a favor. You've given a lot of great information today. How can folks reach out to you? Oh, they can find me on Facebook if they, that's my, that's my main damn man. If they um, just look up Amber Brill on Facebook, there should only be one that comes up. There is a business page, I think, but you'll see it's a regular profile and Mm -hmm. a big picture of me and it won't take long of scrolling to see kiddos and all (laughs) that. So they'll know it's me. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Got to give you my favorite last question. What is your six month goal? My six-month goal? Yep. Okay. So six months from now, um, I just had to set some new goals because my end-of-year goal, we actually did last week. So I was pretty proud of that. Wow. Um, Yeah. So I'm really focusing right now on investing. I've been hanging around. You know, they always say, don't be the smartest person in the room. Um, Ten years ago, I loved to be the smartest person in the room. (laughs) Now I'm like, I don't want to be the smartest person Mm. in the room because I would learn, right? I would learn all the things. And I've been hanging around with so many of my friends that are, you know, twice, two, three, four, five times more successful than I am. Talked a lot about investments and this and that. So my main thing was to buy a second investment beach property. And we we closed Mm. on that last week. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So now I am really focused on college funds. Um, so I really want to pay cash for both of the kids college. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately I hadn't started much for my daughter yet. She'll be 17 in December. So my goal is in the next year mm-hmm. to bank enough money for her to have college paid for it. If she chooses to go to college, then don't have to worry about that. And if she does it, then I guess I get to buy something really cool for my, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get a nice toy. College expensive. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I've, I'm all about saving and, and really just investing and making smart decisions. And when you talk about investing, it's funny because now I'm just going to go off on another line of questioning because this is what I do. Um, <laughs> so um, real estate, out on that right now? Is that is that the smart place for, because this is a topic I love to talk about. You know, it's like, I'm never going to ask anybody to quit network marketing, obviously, because that's how you make your money. But, right. but I want everybody to have a plan beyond that. You know, don't just yeah. live for your network marketing business, build your life beyond that because you never have to quit network marketing, but you're not mm-hmm. always going to have the opportunity to invest properly. So right. Is, is, is right now is real estate what you're looking at? And that's not because again, and the reason I'm asking is because the market's so weird. I know it's really hard to find great yeah. deals in real estate. So the fact that you guys found yeah. for a good deal, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of lucked out with this one because it was adjacent to the property that we already had oh, and the owners since I was a kid. 
So I don't think that, I mean, I'm no property expert by any means, but <laughs> I was dabbling and looking around and I'm like, even houses in my neighborhood, I'm like, these houses are not worth this. Like, sorry, no offense to any, anybody, all my, I have tons of realtor friends, but I'm like, dang, people are paying this. So I'm not sure that I personally would be investing in big real estate right now, but I mean, you can always save and bank your money for if something does change and have that vision of that piece of real estate or the property or what you want, you know, your future to look like with that. We love to travel. So my big thing is why am I always paying for these other houses and these places that we go to travel all the time? Right. I'm like, we need our own and then we can Airbnb that out to make an extra stream of income. That's such a smart model. I, I love the idea of having the lake house, the Europe house, the this house, the this house, because they can all be profitable yeah. now. It's it's shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. You're, you're not going to spend more than a month there. You know I mean, are you really going to spend more than a month right. with your wacky house? No, it's going to be an awesome month, but that gives you 11 months to pay that thing down and have some, and set some cash. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Beautiful. Well, Amber, thanks so much for being on today. I so appreciate it. You gave not only theory, but daily action steps. And that means a lot to me when you do that. It's, it's, I think it's just so important because, you know, everybody wants to meet you. Everybody wants to hear how you got your success, but they want to know, how did you get your success? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about today. So I really appreciate you doing that for us. Aww, thank you so much for having me. And this has been a lot of fun. And I just hope that everybody gains some value from it. You know, I always say if it, if one person gains value from each thing we do, then, hey, I'm calling that a win, man. <laughs> Cheers. Very well said. Well, again, Amber, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Bye.